0: I'd like for you to go with me this morning to Daniel chapter number 2, Daniel chapter number 2. We've been looking uh, at this thought for several weeks here in the summer, that it may go well with thee. from Deuteronomy chapter number 4, the Lord through his servant Moses reminded his people as they were preparing to go into the land of Canaan. He reminded them that he had revealed himself to them, that he had spoken unto them. And he did so because he loved them, and therefore he desired to communicate to him, or to them rather, his truth, his law, so that they might know the law, that they might live by the law, that it may go well with them. That's God's desire for your life, that it would go well with you. And if you choose to obey God and honor God, God has promised us in his word that it would go well. Now, that doesn't mean everything that we desire is going to work out the way we desire for it to. What it means is that we have a God who loves us and takes care of us, and He's promised to meet our needs from birth to the grave and through all eternity. He is with us, and we praise God for that. As we come to Daniel chapter number 2, we've been examining the lives of young people throughout the Old Testament who oftentimes in the face of difficult circumstances when it was really tough to serve God. They did. And as we find throughout the Bible, when they did and obeyed God, God made it go well with them. The Bible is also filled with examples of those who did not honor God. They chose to walk away from God's word and God's truth, disobey God, and it did not go well with them. In fact, it went all wrong with them. So we come this morning to Daniel chapter number 2. We've already looked at the life of Daniel, and we see his three friends here in Daniel chapter number 2. And they are faced with a great decision, a great decision. And when faced with a great decision, they made the right choice. And God honored their choice to worship Him. In in Daniel chapter 2, we'll read uh, here uh, verse number uh, 14. Actually, let me correct that. We're in Daniel chapter number 3. Daniel chapter number 3. We'll read verse number... 13, Daniel chapter number 3 and verse number 13, then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now, if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar said, if you'll just bow down and worship my image, it'll go well with you. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us Out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Don't you admire the faith and the courage of these three boys? Here they are, gathered together with many of the leaders of Babylon. On the plains of Dura the golden image has been set up uh, no doubt there are other captives carried away from Jerusalem there we don't find Daniel in this chapter so we we certainly know that Daniel had the character and integrity he would not have bowed but we do not find him in this chapter we find these three boys Daniel three companions Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, whose names changed, were changed by <coughs> the Babylonians in an effort to change their identity, in an effort to defile them as we looked at last time. And here there is this impressive gathering, an impressive crowd, an impressive idol, and a raging king who says, you people are going to bow down and worship my God. When you hear the music, bow down. These three boys don't bow. Somebody spots them. The accusation is made before everyone and the king. These boys didn't bow down. And in the fury and rage of the king, they stood faithful. They didn't flinch. And they said, King, we will not bow down and serve your God. Our God is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, (laughs) if we perish in the fire, it's okay because we're still going to be delivered out of your hand. we'll be with the Lord. Uh, we, We think about Esther's words, if I perish, I perish. And these are the words of these boys. They're willing to give their lives. They were the boys who refused to bow. That's the title of the message this morning. The boys who refused to bow. I want us to note three things in this story. First of all, I want you to see the God That Nebuchadnezzar designed, and I want to give you a spelling lesson here. The God that Nebuchadnezzar designed, when you spell the word God, don't capitalize it. The God that Nebuchadnezzar designed. You see, the king wanted to bring the world together, he wanted to be the ruler of the world, and he wanted to establish a one world religion. By the way, that's what's going to happen when the Antichrist comes. He wants to establish a one-world religion, and he wants to establish a one-world government, and he will have a false prophet, and he will tell all the world to bow down to the God that he designs. We understand who the God of this world is. The Bible tells us that very plainly. It's the devil. He is the God of this world. He is the prince of this world. He offered to Jesus, the Son of God, the kingdoms of the world and the Lord Jesus Christ did not rebuke him for making that offer because Satan took the title deed to this world when he tempted Adam and Eve who were given dominion over it and they succumbed to the temptation. But Jesus Christ came and reclaimed the victory when he won the victory on the cross of Calvary and he stepped out of the grave that resurrection morning. And the deed is in his hands. And uh, he's coming again to claim this world. But until then, Satan is working and will work uh, to get this world to worship him. And so we find here the God that Nebuchadnezzar designed is much like the God that the Antichrist is designing for us in this world today. And we see how that the prophecies of uh, Daniel, the prophecies of the book of Revelation, are coming to pass, we're seeing this before our very eyes. That's why we're not to be troubled when we see these things happening. I want you to see this God that Nebuchadnezzar designed. Verse number one, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the prince, in the province rather, of Babylon. i want you to notice something about this god it was designed to impress it was designed to impress he he made this golden image and uh, he set it up in the plains of dura and you could see it from a long distance because as we read uh this thing is tremendously high six uh 60 three score a uh, score is 20 three score Three times 20, 60. There's your math lesson for the day. I hope you got that down. 60 cubits tall. That's 90 feet. And it is six cubits wide. It's nine feet. Uh, And we see the number six, 60 and six. And we know that's the number of man. That's the number of the Antichrist. And we see here that this thing is designed to impress. It's substance it's made of gold, and its size hits 90 feet tall, three score cubits and six cubits wide. It's designed to impress, and so when you see this God, this image that Nebuchadnezzar set up, it is an impressive image. Secondly, we see that it is designed to indoctrinate. It's designed to indoctrinate. Notice in verse 2, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Here he calls together all of the prominent people, all of the people with prestige, all of the people with influence, all of the people with power. He calls them together, and he brings them to this great a worship service of the God that he has set up. And you see, what he knows is if these people with authority, these people with influence will bow to this God, then they'll tell the people they influence throughout all the kingdom to worship this image that he has set up. It is designed to indoctrinate. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2, it gives us a very stern warning there In Colossians chapter 2, I invite you to take your Bible and go there with me, Colossians chapter number 2. And we find Paul is writing to the church of Colossae. He is writing to a group of believers that he has not yet been able to meet, but he has heard of them and their faith. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2, as Paul writes, he said, I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you. I told our young people Friday night at the lock-in, there are people who have a great conflict for them. Uh, their, their, Their parents have a great conflict in their heart for their children. Nothing breaks the heart of a parent more than a child who is out of step with God's will and God's word. Nothing breaks the heart of a parent more than to see their child make decisions that they know are going to be harmful to them in the long run. And so our parents have great conflict in their hearts for us. We cannot know that, the depths of that, until we have our own children and begin to experience that as well. Not only do our parents have great conflict, but our our pastors and our youth directors have great conflict in their hearts for our souls. And here we find that Paul said, I have a great conflict. What's the conflict about? Well, I'm concerned, he said, about you. He says in verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. I want them to know God. I, I'm telling you the prayer of our church ought to be that these young people would know God. Amen. The prayer of parents ought to be that their children would know God, that they would understand God's Word, that they would enter into knowing Him personally. If we prayed more for that and maybe less for achievements and less for accolades, if we were more concerned about our children knowing God, in fact, it would help us if we were more concerned about knowing God ourselves, would it not? That we would know Him. Why is it so important to know in verse 3, in whom, that is Jesus Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Everything I need in life I can find in Jesus. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. And this I say, verse 4, lest any man should beguile you, that is, deceive you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Notice verse 7. Rooted, built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now here's the warning. Here's the warning, verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I want to tell our young people that there is a God that the God of this world has erected, and He wants you to worship that God. And the world is marching to the plains of Dura today, and they are worshiping that God. They are convening together to worship that God, and they're calling you, hey, They're calling you to come to the gathering, and they're going to play the music, and they're going to tell you to bow down and worship that God. And you have a choice to make. Who will you worship? Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We need to make up our mind who we're going to serve today. You know, I, I notice people saunter into church, and they saunter out of church, and and then you might not see him for weeks and months. And, and I understand people have things going on, and, 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 and I'm not condemning that. I understand that. But I am very concerned about the casual attitude that many people have toward the Lord's house because that reflects a casual attitude towards the Lord. You know, it's like, well, we can just add a little bit of Jesus to our lives. No, no it doesn't work that way. He's either God or he's not. He's either God or he's not. It is time to make a decision. Who will we serve? And let it be known that if we choose not to serve the Lord, we are choosing to serve ourselves. You see, the greatest sin is the sin of idolatry. It's when we choose to have another God before our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything that comes in between me and the Lord, hey, anything that comes in between me and the Lord, uh, that becomes a God in my life. And so we find here that this God was designed to indoctrinate. We're going to bring together all the popular people. We're going to bring together all of the uh, other people and, and, and all the influential people. And uh, we're, we're going to set this, this golden image up because we want to, we want to indoctrinate you. Uh, by the way, this generation faces indoctrination every day. I just, I just uh, read a, a horrendous report. Uh, it it doesn't surprise us anymore we've seen so much happen in our generation but in the state of california there's a new uh there is a new uh academic uh curriculum that will be enforced if it passes and i pray that it doesn't but it is it is a a curriculum set forth uh by the uh, promoters of the lgbtq agenda and um in that curriculum, they are no longer referring to men and women as men and women. They are not using pronouns like he and him or she and her. They're changing the spelling of words. They refer to history as herstory because we don't want it to be gender-exclusive the insanity is appalling, is it not? But these are the leading uh, movers of uh, social agenda. These are the leading academic voices of the day. This is what secular education, education without God, has created in our nation today. And the way you spell herstery is H X R S T O R or O R Y. And they've changed the spelling of words. And and, and here's the thing. Uh, If you call them a pronoun now, in other words, if you're referring to one of them in a certain way, if you were to say he, I want you to know that is no longer acceptable. If you say him, that is no longer acceptable. The the, the demand is, is that you use the pronouns they or their. When you refer to somebody in the singular, you now have to use plural pronouns. Now you think, this is crazy, Pastor. I don't, I don't, I, I, where, where in the world are you getting this stuff? It's in the media. It's in the news. And it is introduced as a bill in the state of California that this is a, going to be a curriculum that students will be taught. And they'll have a choice to make. Will they bow down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar or will they stand for the truth of Jesus Christ? We put a lot of money in this Christian school. You better bet we do. And I'm glad we do because it's coming to North Carolina. We haven't begun to see all of it yet, but it's coming. And we, as God's people, have to be prepared. They tell us that there is no God, that we evolved because of an explosion science falsely so-called abortion on demand you've heard me talk about these things ad nauseum. it's amazing to see where we are in our nation and what people are willing to swallow but we as god's people must determine in our hearts to refuse to bow down to the gods of this world the gods of this world that tell us any sexual activity goes that any kind of relationship goes. It doesn't. The gods of this world that tells us the only thing that matters is if we've got a good job and a nice place to live. Hey, that is not what matters. What matters is that our souls have been saved and that our Lord Jesus Christ is being magnified in our lives. That is what matters. It is time for us to choose this day whom we will serve. We will not bow down. These gods were designed to indoctrinate. They were designed to intimidate. Verse number 3, Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province were gathered together under the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Imagine, get the scene, young people. Get the scene. Here they are. They're brought into this crowd, and everybody who's influential is there. And they're all going, oh, man, yeah, that's impressive. I'm telling you what, that's great. We're going to bow down. You mean you're not going to bow down? What's wrong with you? You need to get in step, man. You need to get in line. Don't you understand what's going on in this world? We're not going to be able to keep you employed. You're not going to be popular. You're not going to be accepted. You're not going to be loved unless you bow down. Designed to intimidate. That crowd was there to intimidate. The command was given. Verse 4, then the herald cried aloud. Are you with me? Verse 4, then the then the herald cried aloud. To you it is commanded, O people, nations and languages, that at the time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image. Hey, we have people running for president who want to expose people. They're running for president. And they want to expose people to to the public to try to intimidate them for taking a political position other than theirs. I just want to tell you, I I don't want to be offensive to you, and I do not want to be political because this is not a political message and this is not a political statement. But I could never vote for a candidate who wants to take the lives of innocent children in the womb. Never. Never. It's murder. And I will never vote for anyone who would ever promote such a thing. It's a moral issue. And may God help us. May God help us. We don't have a lot of great choices in America right now, do we? No, we don't. We need to pray for our country. We need to get the gospel to people. You know what's going to change this nation? It's not political power. It is only revival. It's only through revival. It is only through the message of the gospel. And may God help us to give those energies. But we see this intimidating tactic as it's being carried out in our nation. Hey, if you believe in creation and the Bible, you're crazy. That's what they say to our young people. That's what they say to us. Then here's the consequence, verse six, who whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. We have people in our nation who are trying to make a living, but and we've seen the stories all over the media. The two men go into a, a bakery in Colorado and they demand that a baker make a cake for them and design it for their wedding and he refuses to do that, and so they sue him. They want to make an example out of him. It's not that they could just go to another cake shop and get somebody to make the cake, which they easily could do. We all agree with that, right? It's that they want to intimidate this man and force this man to bow down to the image. And that coercion and that force, that, that's only going to get stronger in these days. And if you don't do it, you're going into the burning fiery furnace. They're trying to destroy people for taking a stand for truth and righteousness. Now listen, I don't believe I don't believe that we ought to be unkind to anybody. I don't believe that. I don't believe we should mistreat people. I don't I don't I don't believe in in that type of thing. But they were asking this man to use his creative ability and and promote an event that he did not morally, biblically agree with. That is a a breach of his conscience and his religious liberty. And you see, religious liberty is in great peril in the hour in which we live. And may God help us because we're faced with the, 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 the question of will we bow down? And may God help us not to bow down. The consequence, you're going to the fiery furnace. Then they had the concert. The music started playing, and everybody bowed to worship. Here we see then the God that Nebuchadnezzar designed. I must move quickly. Number two, the God that the Jews declared. In verse number 12, the music is played. The boys do not bow. In verse number 12, The Chaldeans have come near to the king and accused the Jews. And they said in verse 12, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. There was an accusation made. These guys aren't marching in step. And then there was anger directed toward them. Nebuchadnezzar got really mad. Look at verse 13. We read it a moment ago. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He brought them all before the crowd. It was very intimidating. The king is foaming at the mouth mad. He's yelling. His his face is blood red. The veins are popping out on his forehead and neck. I mean, he's really mad. And he's got power to put them to death. And man, have you ever seen a time when there's so much anger in our nation? There's so much hatred. The anger directed toward them. And the anger is going to be directed toward us. And the anger is going to be directed toward you if you live the Christian life and take a stand for Jesus. But then I love the answer that that came from them. They said, verse 17, verse 16 rather, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Don't you love the courage and the boldness of these young men? We're not careful. We're not concerned. We're not worried. We're we're, we're not going to waffle on this. We're not going to give you a politically correct answer. We're going to tell you the truth. We're not going to be intimidated. If it be so, our God, this is the God that they declared. You've set up your God, but there's only one God, the true and the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There is no room for any other God. Christianity is an exclusive religion. That's what the world hates about it. They said, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us. The the confidence they have. Now, they didn't know if they were going to perish in that flame, but what they knew is that even if they did perish in that flame, they would be delivered out of the hand of the king. And here's what we need to understand. Listen well. Our lives are not in the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Our lives are not in the hands of our neighbors or our bad bosses or anybody else who's got got it out for us. Our lives are not in their hands. Our lives are in the hands of God. These boys took great courage in saying we want you to know our God will deliver us out of your hand. Verse 18, but if not, be it known unto the O king that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They said we're willing to go the fiery furnace but we're not going to bow. You see that's the God that they declared. Let's be faithful in living our lives, to declare the message of our God. Hey, young people, look, there's just certain things as Christians we're not going to do. We're not going to bow down to the gods of this world. There's certain places we're not going to go. There's certain things we're not going to participate in. There's certain language that we're not going to speak because we want to honor our God. And by honoring Him, we're declaring Him, not only with our lips but with our life, that He is worthy. Now, an amazing thing's happened here. I want you to see the third thing. We see here the God that Nebuchadnezzar discovered. They declared him, Nebuchadnezzar discovered him. Now, we see that they exercised faith for the fire. We're willing to go. And then when they got in the fire, something happened. Look at verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. And he arose up in haste. Now they, they heated the furnace seven times hot. They threw the boys in. The hot, the, the flames were so hot and intense. The flames destroyed the two guards that tried to throw them in the fire, in the furnace. And as they're in the furnace, Nebuchadnezzar is astonished. He's astonished. He rose up in haste. Verse twenty-four, and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men. They're loose. They're walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no what? They have no what, church? They have no hurt. They have no hurt. Be not dismayed, whate'er be tied. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. Here we find they're not hurt. Now notice what he said. The the form of the fourth is like, would you say it with me? Is like the, the Son of God. Now, the Son of God is capitalized. The word Son is capitalized. You know what that refers to? That refers to Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit inspired Daniel to record these words. And no doubt he heard this story from Nebuchadnezzar himself. And he said, I saw Jesus in the fire. Hey, can I tell you something? Sometimes, here's what we're going to find. The world is lighting the furnace to this world, and Jesus is going to reveal himself to them through it. If we'll be faithful if we'll not be intimidated, if we'll not bow down, if we'll refuse to bow, if we'll stay faithful to God and trust Him, do you know something amazing will happen? The world will see Jesus. Oh, the world needs to see Jesus. Really, the world needs to see Jesus. These boys enjoyed fellowship in the fire. They experienced freedom in the fire. Their their, uh, ropes and chains melted away and burned off. And here they are now with Jesus in the fire and they embrace the future after the fire. Notice verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Things have changed, haven't they? Who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. That every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. What an amazing thing. The whole nation changed in a day. The outlook changed in a day. You know, we get pretty gloomy, don't we? I, I do seeing what's happening in our nation. And we we fall into the depths of despair and we shake our head and we wring our hands. But let me tell you, all the Lord has to do is reveal himself and he can do it through us. Hey, look here. Your future is as bright as the promises of God. That's what Hudson Taylor said. If you'll choose not to bow down to the gods of this world and you'll choose to bow down, to Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used his word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org.